Hey everyone, uh, welcome to another episode of uh, Learning with Bless. I'm excited to be joined by Aline. Uh, welcome to uh, Learning with Bless. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so Aline has a degree in business and finance. Uh, she's also a CIMA qualified and she currently works as a finance manager for GIFGAF. Uh, Aline is, a, uh, is also a mentor and a finance literacy advocate. Okay, um, so Aline, tell me what fascinates you about finance? Well, can I just start off first by saying thank you for inviting me onto your podcast. I'm really excited um, to listen more um, in terms of all your other episodes. Um, but to answer your question, yeah, so in terms of being attracted to finance, I've always liked numbers. I enjoyed business studies and economics when I was in school. So I just naturally found myself looking for roles in finance. I remember when I was young, I used to count how much money I had in my piggy bank on a Sunday. I didn't realize it at, the point at that time, but I think maybe that was my calling that I need to be an accountant. But yeah, I, something just kind of led me to it. Mm, that's interesting there sounds like you got a sign from somewhere yeah. <laughs> telling you that <laughs> now um, tell, tell me yeah that's right <laughs> um tell me a bit more about your role as a finance manager uh, for, for GIFGAF uh, what does that involve on a day-to-day yeah, of course. So I've been working for GIFGAF for a year now. And I have to say that GIFGAF is an MVNO, so it's a telecommunications company. And um, basically, my role as a finance manager is to ensure that the financial accounts are accurate. I'm responsible for preparing the statutory accounts uh, once a year. So that's kind of the set of papers that tell mm. the whole world how the company has performed in the past year. So it's it's quite an intensive amount of work. Um, I also help out the business by identifying any competitive intelligence using data um, to mm. support kind of the business decisions at any level. So that could be at, at, you know leadership level through to just your operational managers. Uh, so it's it's quite it's quite good because it's a technical role, but also um, I'm out there learning commercial insights. So it's an interesting position. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. So how has um, COVID nineteen and lockdown affected uh, the finance industry and, and the way you work? Yes. So in terms of the world, it's really shaken everything up um, because everyone's life just changed within a second. Um, but fortunately, because I work for a telecommunications company and I mentioned that it's, it, it's a mobile virtual network operator, meaning that we're very streamlined. We can just work off our laptops. So thankfully myself, the only change was from working in an office and now I work from home. So I was really, really fortunate, but I have a lot of friends that work within industries like the entertainment industry, where they just had to shut. So they weren't getting any revenue um, because simply because they couldn't. So they, they were on furlough. So I feel like um, it's this whole COVID-19 has affected people differently. Um, yeah. Fortunately, I, it, it it hasn't made much of a difference for me. Mm, okay, yeah. great. Now I want to talk about uh, fintech financial technology, uh, which I know is an area that you're uh, sort of interested and passionate about. Um, so if you had 
uh, if you were given 100 million to spend on fintech and there's no red tape, how would you go about spending that money? First of all, thank you. And when am I <laughs> expecting my deposit? <laughs> Just keep an eye on it. It's on the way. <laughs> I really can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, I guess the first rule uh, within investments, which is something that I also look after, kind of the capital um, investments for, for, for the company. And um, the first rule is to diversify. So um, just kind of spread your money um, in different mm. directions, especially after COVID. It showed you that if you're in one industry, that can just shut. And then um, you want to make sure that you're touching on different points. So if I had that hundred million, or when I get it from from learning with Bless yes. for a startup, um, I would go ahead and have a look at because of twenty twenty, everything has kind of shaken up, but it's propelled us into the future, like five years. So we're heavy on kind of business intelligence or analytics. So I would like to um, help kind of the smaller businesses to understand mm. um, how they can use data and get more people in their shops, if that's the case, get more people on their websites, if that's the case as well. Just understanding um, data in the same way that the bigger, you know, larger companies that are ruling the world at the moment, the way that yeah. they can use data, we, um, you know, the smaller businesses, hopefully, if, you know, I, I could help them out with that. So I think that will be something because at the moment, even accounting has moved into using business and analytics. So we need to understand data. We need to understand how people behave. So that, mm. that's a massive shift into the future. And yeah, I would like to help other smaller businesses to do that. Yeah. And yeah. just in, in general, how, how is uh, sort of technology uh, affecting uh, the financial industry? And does that change the way young people should prepare about work? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I feel like, um, well, the role that I, I got, I, my, my history is within entertainment. So I've mm. never worked in a technology company before. But as soon as I started working in a telecommunications company, there's quite a lot of things. So like um, SQL codes, understanding how to code. But my background is just, you know, finance. But mm. somehow I needed to learn this. So um, young people definitely need to look into um, coding of some sort. I'm not talking about just coding, you know, like, creating a website but mm. there's quite a lot now so maybe looking into tableau and how that works just looking into various ways of understanding data um mm. so i think in any industry that's where quite a lot is, is that's how everything's moving now so younger people need to just start thinking of ways of learning how to code and mm. just looking into the career that they're if it's finance quite a lot of the, the the job descriptions now um when they're advertising they're asking if you can use you know google analytics so mm. yeah they definitely need to look into learning that okay so yeah. just talking about uh learning as well so how has your education uh, or your education background supported you and your career in finance 
Yeah, so I studied maths and business studies, economics and accounting for my A-levels. At the time, I didn't enjoy it that much, but mm. there was just something where I found it really easy to learn. And um, shortly after that, I went and got a business and finance degree. And then shortly after that, I wasn't quite sure which area of finance, and I'm sure quite a lot of um, your listeners will might be in the same position where they're trying to figure out where where they should take their career and there's mm -hmm. a lot of choice so it makes it difficult to just say oh I'm good at this so at, the, at that time I looked for a lot of grad schemes simply because they'll place you in different um, they'll place you in different teams and that's a great way of learning uh, what you're good at and gaining new skills so I can, that kind of took my learning forward and that's where I also studied for SEMA, um, mm -hmm. which is something that you need to be a qualified accountant. So the learning didn't stop for a while, but yeah, mm -hmm. it's really helped me understand, um, kind of take the theory from what I learned and then put it into practice in my current mm -hmm. role. Yes, okay. I would advise like the young, you know, the, the young people that are listening to your podcast to, mm. to kind of like um, look for any opportunity where they can move around within a company if they're not sure what they would like to do, um, just to get a, a lot, uh, to get those skills that will be needed later on. Mm. Now, um, you know, I always advise my students that learning never ends. I think everyone yeah. is a lifelong learner. Uh, how do you keep yourself up to date uh, within your, your industry? Um, wow, there's so much information out there. But in terms of like any changes within that accounting standards, I, I keep up with, so for SEMA, we've got a, a website where they publish any changes and um, just kind of going online and reading, mm. um, you know, financial articles just to keep up to date, especially this year in 2020, there's been so much changing yeah. across the world, <laughs> especially the government changing their mind every two minutes. So mm. um, it's, it's good to just um, read as much as you can um, to stay up to date with technical knowledge and then listen to a few podcasts there are a lot of people now that um, give, uh, you know, news maybe mm -hmm. every day or every week. So it's just look out there. But personally, I, I go on the SEMA website and I just kind of read newspapers as well. Okay. Now, before we talk about financial education, which is an area that you're passionate about, um, what's the one thing you wish you had known uh, when you began your career in, in finance? Yeah, so there are so many different paths that you can take within finance. Um, if you know, if you say finance, there are quite a lot of job roles that come mm. under that umbrella. It's really quite overwhelming. As I mentioned, when I was at university, I wasn't quite sure which direction to take. Um, so there's there's various ones in case you know um, the audience don't know. So you can go into audit, you can be a business partner or a management accountant, a financial controller, you could work in tax, um, you could work in risk, managing risk, or just become a financial advisor, mortgage advisor, the list goes on. Um, mm. So <laughs> it's, it's good to just kind of, maybe at the time when I was 
at the start of my career, it would have been good to just kind of research all the different types. But I, I feel like I, I did myself a service by going for a grad scheme because I had no idea. And somehow um, I got the right people to kind of coach me and support me. Um, mm. So I think it's just, again, like in terms of advice, if someone who's at the start of their career, just think about what you're good at and then find someone that's doing something that you're good at and then that that could form a, a career maybe mm, okay yeah um so what do you think about the the, the current financial education um being yeah. part of the school curriculum what are your thoughts on that this is a subject that is so close to my heart because i believe these are part of the life skills that young people need as soon as they become adults or as soon as they you know turn the age of 16 or are responsible for their own finances it's important for them to understand things like when they're being offered a credit card or credit what does it actually mean to have credit and how do you pay it back what are the implications of not paying it back how to save you know how to maximize on saving your income what a mortgage is how does it work and you know how to just form good money management skills so many people um now as adults uh, will tell me that they wish that they learned quite a lot of the things that they're researching now when they were young kids in the same way that they learned you know all the other subjects that you're taught in school i think things are changing now um a lot of um programs have started up within schools which is great but i believe everyone should have access to kind of the financial literacy skills that you need when you become an adult and you're responsible for finances so yeah this is something that i'm on a mission to kind of spread as well as part of my initiative um now what is the secret to managing uh, money and saving money is there is there any secret around that the good thing is no there isn't a secret. So the first thing is just look at how much you earn and look at how much is coming out of your bank account. You can think of it like a scale, right? Where you've got two points, you need to just balance it out. And depending on what you want to do with your money, if you want to grow it, then you need to increase how much is coming in and how much you're investing. So I would say that it's it's really important to just start off by looking at your bank account. A lot of people don't review, you know, how much mm. is coming into their account and how much they're using. So there are various ways now. I am a big fan of budgeting and reviewing your your bank statements and sitting down and writing down what's coming in versus what's going out. I actually have a Excel template saved um on the roots to fruits website and your listeners can go on to www.roots2fruits.com and they can request a free excel template or they can buy a budget planner if they'd like to write it down um i have so much uh in in terms of advice and just resources that can help your listeners in terms of where to start when reviewing their finances. I would advise your listeners to do as much research as they can 
Um, if they're applying for credit or debt, research the best deals out there, get a financial advisor, or even if they're saving as well, they can shop around for good deals, as well as just read, um, look up as much information. There's so much information out there now. Google is our friend, YouTube as well. There's so much in terms of content. So I'd advise people to just start, start thinking about your finances and start managing your finances. And I'm, I'm here to help so they can reach out to me. Mm. Yeah. Okay, great. Now I want to talk about um, sort of the roots into the financial industry. And uh, in your yeah. case, you you know went to university, then you had a grad scheme um, in in this sector. What are the other routes uh, that young people can sort of uh, get into to enter the finance industry? So fortunately, um, there are quite a lot of routes. So you could just come straight out of school and look for a firm and start from the bottom. Um, by that, I mean you can look for maybe an, an accounts payable role, accounts receivable, so where you understand the transactions and try to move up in that way. Uh, you could um, perhaps get an apprenticeship as well. So they're quite, well, it is 2020 and I know that the, the market right now, it's a little bit tight. It's a little bit confusing, but there are still companies that are offering apprenticeships. So I would advise to apply for that and, and see if you can get one because they offer really great packages where you're learning on the job as well as they kind of pay for your studies as well. So I feel like it's, it's a win-win situation if you get an apprenticeship. And um, yeah, so you can either get a job, an apprenticeship, mm. you can go for the grad scheme route. So go to university, get a degree, and then, you know, hopefully get a role with, uh, within maybe um, industry. So that, by that, I mean, um, get a job. So for example, like gift gaff, you'll be working within the actual industry or you could work in a practice. So you've got your Deloitte or, Ernest and Young, KPMG, PwC, you can perhaps look for a role there. So there are various routes to becoming uh, an accountant. So it's all about the best way that that individual can learn. And at the moment, it's really kind of the best route for, for 2020 and um, what works for you. So um, mm. do a lot of research because there are a lot of options out there. Maybe some I didn't even mention. Yeah, yeah. You you did mention some of the sort of big uh, accounting firms, which are very yeah. competitive uh, to, to yeah. get into. Um, how can young people stand out uh, in a competitive uh, in, environment, like, you know, getting into this, some of these top companies that you mentioned? Yeah. So myself, I, I manage a team as well. Um, there are quite a lot of skills um, that you're needed to, to, to kind of join and like, have any career really, it might not just be within finance. So these are transferable skills. So when someone is recruiting a junior kind of member of the team, um, they're not looking for the core technical, you know, like, uh, have you done this degree and they're all that. They're actually looking for transferable skills such as uh, good communication skills. And can you, um, 
can you articulate yourself? Can you talk to people at any level within the company? Uh, you need good time management skills. You can work well within a team. And there are various other kind of soft skills that people will be looking for. Um, so I think it's really important for young people to be able to demonstrate this on their CV. And mm. also um, in terms of, because it's such a competitive industry, um, it, you really want to stand out and your approach as well. You really need to understand the company that you have applied to work for. Um, because it's competitive, people do a lot of research. So you have to stand out. So you need to understand the industry. You need to understand the economy as well. What's going on right now and what does that mean for businesses? Um, so it, it's thinking ahead of that. And maybe you can even reach out to a few people on LinkedIn to just ask them, what do I need to work on to be able to work, you know, in this organization or to be able to get the job that you currently have? What 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 do I need to display? Um, so I think, yeah, young people <laughs> at the moment, they really need to fight hard to get into the door. Um, mm. But once once you just kind of show who you are, personally as well as all those soft skills hopefully um you can get in that door and then work hard and yeah you become a, a, an accountant yes mm. um so what is your other advice to young people around how to plan personal finance yeah so in terms of how to plan personal finance i would say really it's understanding when we're talking about finance, it's understanding that it literally means how much money that you have and how much money is going to come out of your account. So, for example, young people, um, I remember when I was young and I was going to university, I got a credit card. You know, I, I had my student loans and my bursary and everything. And the attitude was, I have loads of money. I can spend a lot of money and never have to think about it. And I'll pay it off when I'm older, but that affects your credit um, later on in life. So young people need to start thinking ahead. I'm not saying don't have fun. I'm just saying, think about what it means. So if you have a credit card and it has interest, how much is that interest? How long are you going to be paying that off? So it's just thinking about things like that. Um, just man manage your finances and keep an eye on it. And don't think that you will deal with it later on in life. Just kind of um, give yourself a helping hand right now when you're younger. And even just go on um, online to look into what does that mean? Perhaps, you know, the young people that are listening right now don't quite understand what is, it, what is, in, what is an interest rate. So it's looking into things like that. If they don't know mm. what it means and it's to do with their finances, just research it so you understand it and then you will know whether it's good for you or it's bad for you. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, so lastly, I just wanted to hear your thoughts around uh, your recommendations on some of the books or podcasts uh, that young people should check out um, in terms of their development or anything around finance that you might want to recommend. Absolutely. So I did mention going online. I absolutely love this website, Money Saving Expert. The guy's called Martin Lewis. 
Yeah. He's really, really good in terms of highlighting, you know, anything that's good out there if you want to switch your, your bills or anything else. So that's a great site to just go on, even if maybe uh, they're looking into getting a credit card or buying a car on finance. There's a lot of advice on there. Um, I listened to a podcast called Penny to Pounds. Um, it's quite interesting. And there's another uh, podcast, if you know, if they're really interested in finance, um, called Wake Up to Money on BBC iPlayer. That's quite good because they, you know, it's not just financial speak. It's everyday people and they offer quite a lot of advice, especially right now during COVID. And they also offer advice to young people that are maybe looking into going into university or just finished university. What is the support that's out there right now in 2020? Um, mm. At the moment, I'm also like reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad for the second time. It's quite good. Um, if you want to just kind of understand how finance works, he really kind of lays it out in a simple way. And I'd also advise The Alchemist. It's not really about money, but it's a great book for kind of motivating yourself, especially if you're in um, the time of your life when you're not sure which career to go into. Um, it's, 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 a, it's a great book uh, to just kind of get you in the right mindset in making good decisions. Yeah, those are right. my recommendations. Yeah, I would second you on the Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I've read that yeah. book once. Uh, it's yeah. very interesting and it helps you with your finance as well. Um, yeah, I might, I might read it for the second time uh, as <laughs> <Yeah>. well. <laughs> I've read about the uh, alchemist. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's been an idea. Yeah. I've read about the alchemist as well, but I've not read it. So that's on my uh, read. I'm going to add that to my reading list uh, as on. well. So, yeah. So cool, yeah. Thanks a lot for for your time. It's been very interesting to hear your journey uh, into the finance uh, industry, and oh, we touched yeah. upon some of the uh, financial education topics. Uh, yeah. I think it'd be really good if you can come back and sort of elaborate into some of these uh, financial advice that you were talking about uh, as well. It would be great to have you back uh, as well. Yeah. That'll be great. That'll be great. Thank you for having me. No worries. Thank you. Uh -huh. yeah. Thank you.